to Oncology Data Advisor. Today, in honor of Testicular Cancer Awareness Month, I'm joined by Dr. Katie Murray. So I'm, I'm Katie Murray. I'm a urologic oncologist. So I practice at the University of Missouri and at Ellis Fischel Cancer Center. Um, I see and treat patients with all urologic malignancies, which includes testicular cancer, um, which is a major focus in our younger population um, of patients. So I practice as um, oftentimes the initial person who's seeing these patients um, who may find abnormalities. Um, I'm the person who's operating on these patients and then following them in the long term um, and doing that along with my colleagues with medical oncology, radiation oncology, if necessary. Great. So for background, what are some of the most challenging aspects of treating patients with testicular cancer? So I think... So there's, of course, lots of, of complications or issues when you're treating any patient with cancer, right? But testis cancer in particular, so many of those issues come down to the age that patients are that have testicular cancer, right? This is a cancer that turns lives upside down because it's young populations, right? We're talking our, uh, you know, 20 and 30-year-olds, sometimes even, you know, younger than that, and there's implications to the treatments, right? There's social implications, there's, um, you know, schooling implications, um, you know, and things like that. So I think it's really, it all goes back to the population, right? We're very familiar when people think cancer, they think of this elderly um, or an older population. So when you have a young child, um, essentially, you know, in their, their 20s and 30s, you know, with a cancer, um, I think that's a challenge. And this is at the same point in their life that things are changing, right? They're moving away to college. They're getting their first job. They don't know where that's going to be. And so they're moving around the country. And so follow-up is always, you know, one of our, our priority concerns and ensuring that they, they get that done. And then also some of the treatments that we do have implications in the long term, right? Chemotherapeutics, radiation therapy, and then of course the surgeries that we do can have, you know, physical, um, you know, appearances. So cosmetically, um, as well as, um, you know, for future fertility and other things can be impactful. So with all of these considerations, do you have any particular advice for members of the cancer care team who are treating these patients? So I think uh, it's so necessary with testicular cancer for um, all of the necessary specialties to be involved. Who are those? You know, I can't stress enough that a urologist needs to be involved to have some of these initial initial conversations, um, as well as a medical oncologist. Um, and so I think those are probably the primary two people. Um, and that may also then lead to things like talking to fertility specialists and oftentimes leading to social work and some of those other people that are definitely part of the team. Um, but ensuring that a urologist is involved um, to talk about uh, right now expectations as what are our implications and expectations down the road. Um, and you really just want that person to have very realistic conversations with the patient, right? What happens if you move away to your first job and you don't do follow-up anymore for your testicular cancer, right? We need to be telling our patients exactly what is the potential to happen, um, good and bad. 
So in the coming years, what do you think some of the most significant advances will include in testicular cancer treatment and surgery? Yeah, so I think, you know, just like all of our cancers out there, there's there's so many things and we're, we're hoping for more um, personalized care for patients, right? Some of uh, there's trials ongoing to try to push, you know, surgical interventions and what that is. I definitely think in the era of um, becoming less and less invasive, um, as surgeons, that that is is definitely on the forefront and already already kind of out there, but um, really going to be pushing the limits um, to protect nerves for patients, um, ensuring that they're getting good operations at the same time and having good cancer control all at the same time. And that is really why you know it's necessary to have. Uh, all parties involved at those initial conversations, aka a urologist, as well as a medical oncologist, and talk about the pros and cons of surgery, the pros and cons of, of chemotherapeutics. Um, and those are short-term and long-term implications, right? These are 20 and 30-year-olds. They're going to live for, for 60 and 70 years later. And what, what, what do we worry about you know, that many years down the road? Great. Well, thank you so much for sharing all this advice with us. Yeah, no problem. Thanks. Thank you for listening to Oncology Data Advisor. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast so you'll never miss an episode. In addition to our podcast, the Oncology Data Advisor site features expert perspectives and news stories on the latest in cancer research and treatments, all found at oncdata.com.